Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Steve Navarra. With me as always, Danny Boy. How you doing, Danny? With all your time off. How you enjoying time away from work? I'm back. I'm back to work now. Oh. Major, major thumbs down. Had a uh, quick little two and a half day impromptu trip to Vegas with some of my boys. Got a case of what we believe was food poisoning from Subway. Had fluids coming out of my b-hole and my mouth hole, uh, which which ruined one of those nights and made it a very exhausting return to work this week. But nonetheless, I am living the dream. Uh, yeah, that's what you get for eating at Subway. Subway, which uh, I think they didn't they prove the chicken breast is like literally part rubber, like they added rubber to the chicken breast. I think uh, they did prove that, but so I haven't eaten Subway uh, since I think a couple years ago. I had to eat it out of necessity, like uh, driving back from uh, whatever Allentown to Salem. Nonetheless, last week we had Dr. Fred's on, and he went 3-0. and Congratulations to him. And he hit that alternative under for the Ravens and Broncos game, which was a 10-9 victory for the Ravens. So kudos to him. And uh, we, we went to Top Golf down here Saturday night and did some drinking. And I don't know why, but he chose Bud Light. We also woke up the next morning utterly sick. I was, it wasn't just like typical hangover, although now that I'm 30, who knows, maybe it is just an age thing. But I, I threw up like when we got back, that was mostly just drunk, whatever. And then, but then the next morning, I like couldn't even keep uh, tortilla chips down. I was like sick. I threw up a couple more times during the France Poland game and I I did smoke a duck though. I did power through being sick in the morning, smoked a duck. And by the time the duck was done, which was around uh, two o'clock PM, I uh I felt I felt okay. I felt okay. And then and then I had some lunch and made it through. So a half a day hangover, but it was pretty terrible. Uh, I think that wraps up the intro to the show. So now the news, which we'll start with the big news. O- Odell Beckham Jr. was uh, the the pomp and stance was out in Fort Worth for him as uh, they really were trying to recruit him. And then he visits the team physician who said, uh, nope. Uh, just like we all thought, and like science tells us, uh, people don't come back from ACL surgeries and are just able to play NFL football uh, that this quickly back within back surgeries to, as well. Yeah, so I didn't think he was going to play a snap this year at the beginning of the season when we did the show, and even when they said he was visiting Dallas, I was like. Uh, please let him go to the Cowboys because he is not going to be the player he was last year for the Rams, not the Browns, by the way. So yeah, OBJ, he'll pro- he'll he'll play next year, 
but I don't think he's going to be. I'm going to stay away from him again in best ball next year and drafts. So he's dead to me as far as fantasy goes. And then another thing we said right at the beginning of the year was Matt Stafford. He's done, though. I think we've seen Matt Stafford play his last snap of football, which uh, shout out to him, salute to him. Great career, getting the shit beat out of him in Detroit for the longest time, and then literally ha- literally has the fairy tale ending of winning a Super Bowl in Los Angeles. But I think I think his better days are behind him now, and uh, there's there's no no more playing for him. He's too he needs to hang it up anyway, you know, with as as much of a beating as he's taken and all these concussions this year. You got anything on I think either of those? I think he's done for the year, but I, I mean, he's not done for his career. He'll definitely no, be back next year. He's not, no, he's not, I'm he's, calling it now. Nah, I, I, no, he's too. I'm not he's, saying he's he's not gonna try, but I I don't see him playing week one. Oof. I think he's gonna do a late retirement into in in the summer, like kind of Andrew Luck style. The Rams would be if if that were to happen. I don't think he'll do that, uh, especially with how much money he'd be giving up. The Rams would be hosed. Obviously, they sold out for that Super Bowl, so I mean, it kind of would be worth it. But I mean, no no picks, all the dead money they'd have, they would be freaking screwed. The Ram- Rams were in years. trouble. Yeah, we all- we all knew that was coming. So did the Rams, but. Which means no one's going to ever go to buy a season ticket for either teams for that $2 billion stadium. Uh, so hope the Rams enjoyed this, the season ticket sales while it lasted there. He's, he's not done. He's playing next year. Mm, we'll see. So that's interesting futures bet. Yeah, that would be. I don't know how we would bet that, but if there's a will, there's a way. Uh, let's get into the week 14 injury news. Obviously. We did nail, before we oh. move on, I do want to say we did, we did nail. We were we were strongly waving a, a yellow flag for Matt Stafford in the, in the preseason. So we did nail that as well yep. as OBJ. Yep, I avoided Matt Stafford in most best balls. He was very low percentage owned. And the only guy I really took from the Rams was Van Jefferson. So... Yeah, let's move on into week 14. We know it's the final week of the regular season for fantasy, which is huge. Uh, both of both Danny and I are in a win and in situation for the playoff league for the playoffs in the league that we are in together. I am dead out of the other league I'm in and then my vampire league. I have the second seed fighting for the one seed i'm playing the number one seed this week so winner of this week will get the one seed but we both get a buy either way but if i lose i drop the three and i don't get the buy so i'm playing for a bye week the number one seed has his locked in this is my league that i commission it's my pride and joy i'm on a three game skid here dropped to seven and six i'm basically in a win and end situation it would be an epic collapse just lost to a two and ten guy who went off and had his best week of the year. Our freshman so, RA, <laughs> Bat, Batman, dude, I am so pissed. His team yeah. stinks and just and 
it was the freaking Cowboys defense. If they didn't they didn't get that freaking touchdown at the end, I would have been all right. There's five teams fighting for three spots. That's the situation. So it's a competitive league. It's good to know we're we're in a competitive league. Uh, it's fun. Uh, Lance, our ge- former guest of the show, started out uh, dog shit terrible, and he is eight four and one now. He came he rose from the grave, uh, as did I. I started out one and four, and then I uh, things kind of swung my way. Good for us, and good luck to everybody except whoever I'm playing. I was positioned well for a buy a couple weeks ago. This is this is bullshit. <laughs> that sucks. And uh, sorry to bore you all to death with that. Okay, uh, NFL injury news: Deshaun Watson, as as one might have guessed, he came out uh, terrible, just flat, stinking terrible. Uh, zero offensive touchdowns on behalf of Deshaun Watson, and then. Uh, you know, they played the Bengals. Browns have been very good against Joe Burrow, but this is going to be a very, very tough matchup for the Browns to win. The Bengals red hot coming off of the Chiefs win. I think Deshaun is not capable of competing with this Bengals team who has an identity and is, you know, ready to play December football. Deshaun Watson is not ready to play December football. Any thoughts on that? We got a couple guys down there for heating pad ice pack as well for this game. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much as expected. No football for two years. And like I touched on last week, the, the Tiger Woods effect where you're, all the eyes are on you and just the, the nerves and the weight of that situation. I think it'll be probably – I don't expect Deshaun to do much this year. I think he'll be a good fantasy option next year, though. Oh, Yeah. And I'm worried for week uh, 18 against the Steelers. Like we, like I said last week, that's probably when he's gonna hit his stride. Yeah. Sticking with the AFC North, Lamar Jackson out this Sunday. Blessing for the Steelers. Uh, we got a got a freebie there for once, but we're still in trouble. I don't like the spot we're in. Let me just move down to running back. J.K. Dobbins is in his second week of practice. Coaching staff said he looks good. Uh, that tells me he's good to go for Sunday because he's he's been practicing in a limited fashion for two weeks. I assume this is a this is a big divisional game. They're going to try to get him back in lieu of Lamar being out. J.K. Dobbins, I think, is uh, going to get you know fifty plus percentage of the uh, snaps. What do you think about the Ravens? Think yeah, I think he'll play i don't know what his usage will be i don't know i mean pittsburgh actually is on a we've swept the ravens back-to-back years against all odds so i don't know maybe we can make it five in a row i don't know why we're favored i still don't think pittsburgh should be favored a couple crazy lines this week um i wouldn't trust jk dobbins as a fantasy option quite yet maybe Maybe as a a risky flex guy, but I don't know that he'll have a heavy enough load yet. I don't know what to expect, honestly. I have no idea. This game's going to be completely unpredictable. Yeah, the total's 36 and a half there. Uh, It's going to be, well, to quote Miles Jack, Miles Jack said in the media this week, I thought the AFC North was just a marketing scheme. No, the AFC North games are a bloodbath. 
So love, love to hear that from Miles Jack. That's uh that's a fun quote. And they are, they are like you cannot have watched some of those Steelers Bengals games and just it's a different football game than what is typically on, uh especially in prime time. But this isn't it's a one o'clock game. We'll see what happens. It's it's gonna be a wonky game. That's a guarantee. Speaking of wonky, Mr. Irrelevant, uh forget his first name, Plow. The Plowman, Brock Purdy. You're mixing him up with David Blau. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, just you go ahead. You talk about it. Then. <laughs> Brock Purdy, the man, the myth, the legend, the Iowa State guy. I loved watching those Iowa State teams the past couple of years. He's got all the talent in the world. The, the weird thing with him, and he he just like always seemed like he never really reached his ceiling. Like they would they would always never kind of make that jump. I was impressed to see how good he looked. I hope he can keep it up. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how far he'll be able to take the Niners. I don't I don't know that he'll be a much of a consistent fantasy option. He does give you a little bit more with his legs than uh than Garoppolo would, but you know, you weren't playing Garoppolo to begin with, so you're not going to you're not going to have much much usage for Brock Purdy here. Who knows? He's got a lot of talent around him. Maybe he can. Uh, maybe he can keep it going. I do think. I do think the Rams probably uh, put in a waiver claim for Baker, partially because of their own QB situation, but also partially to snub the Niners, snub oh, their, for sure. their biggest rival. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Speaking of which, we're watching the game right now as we record, and as my wife is making a ton of noise off to the side, so. Cam Akers just fumbled. I think they were in field goal range, and I have Matt Gay as my field goal kicker for this league we're in. Son of a bitch. It's great. It's great. My life's great right now. Can't focus on this because got shit going on. What do we got next? Trevor Lawrence. Why'd you write his name down? Uh, yeah, Trevor had a uh, ugly-looking injury. Somehow came back in the game. It was a, uh, you know, I, they're calling it a foot injury now. I have no idea his his so he gets rolled up on and then rolled over with his foot uh trapped in that high ankle sprain position it was uh over a, a couple minutes i sent out three tweets on the on the account i said yeah that's a bad high ankle sprain and then i said with the with him getting rolled over afterwards i said there's probably a fracture of some kind i said hopefully hopefully just a sprain a couple minutes later they're like they said he, he limped off or he walked off the field on his own power. I said, okay, no fracture, so hopefully just a sprain. And then at half, they're like, oh, he, he might come back in. And I'm like, what? There's no way he's playing after that. Now they're calling it a foot injury. I have no idea how it would be a foot injury. It's definitely a, a high ankle sprain of sorts. Him playing through that is a miracle. I'm glad he's okay. Uh, don't know. I mean, if you're the Jaguars and he's hurt, I don't know why this kid, you know, he's he's really coming around. He looks, he's he, you know, he looks like he's gonna be the the part, the next big thing. I don't know why you would rush him through through an injury like this, you know, in a season that's basically dead. Um, but they sent him back out in the second half, so if he's if he's capable of playing, I'm sure they're gonna play him this week. Tough kid. Glad he's okay though. Uh, yes, expects to play. The the Clemson insider is still cover. Uh, they're covering uh, Trevor Lawrence's NFL career. I guess they are saying that he was kept out of practice. Uh, 
just for precautionary, but uh, expects to play Sunday against the Titans. With well, they they said he's day to day, but uh, you know, like you said, he finished the game and sure looks like he'll play. I don't know why the the Clemson insider is uh, talking about Trevor Lawrence still. Get over it. Uh, <laughs> they're they're all big mad down here about Clemson because they haven't made the. Uh, oh yeah, they were definitely in field goal range. Son of a bitch. Seahawks, Kenneth Walker has not practiced all week. Back-to-back, no practices. Uh, As well as DJ Dallas, also neither of them practiced. So tough look for the Seahawks running back committee here. I don't know who's going to be able to play. As of right now, there's no news. So it seems that neither team or neither running back uh, is going to be able to play. Walker is out with, you know, an ankle sprain. So tough spot for the Seahawks. On the other side of the football, Dante Foreman is back to practice uh, in a limited fashion after having Wednesday off. So it looks like the Panthers will have their running back, whereas the Seahawks are up in the air. Anything on them? The Seahawks have had some just absolutely brutal running back luck the past several years, which is remarkable. I mean, Chris Carson was always banged up. Obviously, he had the leg break, the the neck issue that forced him to retire. Rashad Penny, all of his injuries. Now now this year, the entire backfield is is one of the worst uh, injury plagues I've ever seen. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be a big old, big old stink bowl. Um, Chuba Hubbard might be a, might be a decent uh, flex play this week. If uh, I think he'll st- he'll steal a little bit of action from Dante Foreman. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's gonna be running the ball. Travis Homer, I think, is the uh, probably gonna be a, a committee in Seattle. I don't. I don't know that anyone's gonna give you a whole lot of value there. Yeah, that game's gonna be very boring to watch. I think. And it'll get buried in the shuffle. I believe it's a four o'clock game. Yes, it's a four o'clock game. There's really no good four o'clock games this week. Uh, Chiefs Broncos may might be good, and then Bucks and 49ers. The Buccaneers stink, and then uh, I guess that's the most intriguing game, just because of the, the quarterback situation. And then it's Tom Brady. So. Not a great four o'clock slate. It might be a good time to plan to get some things done with your life and have uh, red zone on in the background there. Going back to a good team, Joe Mixon and the Bengals, they are back to full speed. So expect Joe Mixon to play. And I think, you know, he, he's going to have a prominent role in this divisional matchup. Pretty heavy AFC North week here in the injury news as Chris Boswell has been taken off of the IR list and back to practice. I don't know if he's going to play this week. Definitely up in the air. I would kind of doubt that he plays, but, you know, it's definitely been undocumented how how much he's been kind of kicking on his own away from the team you know, recently to ramp up, ramp back up to game, 
game condition. So we'll see about Boswell. I'm guessing he's going to be a game time decision. Uh, the other guy's been doing pretty good though, so good for him. I hope he gets a uh, gets a shot with another team next year because we're definitely keeping the boss. So yeah, he's he uh, he shanked a few kicks in the the game we were getting blown out anyways, and since then he's been been the money man. So he definitely might he, you know he's earning himself a contract somewhere. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't know how uh, as a kicker, you know how much practice time you really need to get yourself ready we saw matt prater be questionable for 19 weeks in a row so maybe maybe we'll see boswell this week they'll have to have to activate him to the roster before before sunday so not a whole lot of it's not like you're relying on boswell for fantasy so nothing you need to set a notification reminder for there's there's better kickers to rely on than a steelers kicker right now well, we certainly can't find the fucking end zone, so Steelers kicker would, is the is a great pickup, in my opinion, because we are averaging. Do you know what we're averaging touchdowns per game? I do one one point eight, <laughs> one point six one point six. Shut the fuck up! No, we're not not even close. 1. Would you like another 3? guess? Zero point no, six. No fucking way. Zero oh point six touchdowns per game. There's no. There's no way. Offensive touchdown. There's o- There's only been one defensive touchdown this year, though. Yeah, Pro Football Reference. I was do, did that. Right, let's. Let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do the math here, but we'll. We'll move on. We've had. We've had eighteen touchdowns this year. 18 offensive touchdowns. Yeah, in 12 games. That's 1.5. Oh, fuck. What, where'd you get your stats from? I, you, what, I, I, I flipped the numbers dividing them. <laughs> now we're on the same page. Steelers stink regard. That still isn't good. That's bad. One, yeah. 1.5 is bad. Von Miller. Turns out he did tear his ACL. Uh, bad news for Buffalo. Obviously signed him to that. Huge contract in the offseason, which considering his age was very uh, shocking a little bit, at least to me. Um, he was definitely living up to it until this, though. He's 33. He'll be 34 in the offseason. I don't know. Might be, uh, might be a tough road back for Vaughn. What do, you, what, do you, what do you got on Vaughn? 34 years old, coming back from a meniscus ACL injury. Ugh, he said on Pat McAfee's show yesterday that he, or today, I think, he was preparing to retire at the end of this year, but now he's coming back for another year for his his unfinished business. It's like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you, do you know how your knee, like your knee's already gonna feel fucking terrible by you know the rest of your life, and you're just gonna keep on playing on it even though you tore it and you tore your meniscus. Like, what are you what are you trying to prove? You won Super Bowl. I say he could have could have went out on the Super Bowl win. Yeah, and I mean, that's tough. I mean, if the Bills do win the Super Bowl, he's technically still on that team. Like he'll get a ring, but yeah, he didn't play in the game. But that's tough, especially with the uh, you know he's got a he's got a history of ACL, a history of an Achilles. So we'll see. Happy trails, Von Miller. We might not see you again, though. Yeah, I don't know career who- though. Him, him, and Matt Stafford are going to be playing golf in uh, September twenty three. <laughs>
Let's move on to heating pad or ice pack. We got a few here. We're going to cut. Well, let's go kind of quick. We're at, we're at 28 minutes. We're not bad, but let's, let's fly through it here. A little shorter episode for you guys as you're wrapping up the holiday shopping. And I uh, hope you hope you've all gotten your wife a gift. And oh, oh, yeah. I should have bet the under on this one. Seemed like an obvious under. I didn't touch it. Uh, anyway, Mike Williams, questionable again this week. They they did the smart thing. They listened to us, kept them out last week. But this is a Sunday night matchup against the Dolphins. Kind of a must win for both teams, but surely for the uh, Chargers. Uh, both teams actually in the same spot. They're kind of second in their division, and they are need to stay in the in the wild card race. I would expect Mike Williams to come back uh, for this game here. I think he'll be he'll be fine. I think now he's fine. So I don't think this game he's going to have a ton of production to where he's going to blow up your DFS lineup. But I think if you have him in a seasonal league and you want to you want to throw the dart on Mike Williams, tough because it's the Sunday night game. So like you got to play him. You got to wait to play him wait to see if he's going to play you know that's a really risky move you got a lot of stones if you do that move because they could say he's not playing at seven at night and then all your other guys fucking (laughs) already played on the bench so tough spot to be in if you have mike williams and you're like fighting for a playoff spot i would say you know leave him out just because he is going to be a game time decision unless you have some unless you have some cardinals or you probably don't have any Patriots on your team. So what do you got? Any disagreement? I think he's been, you know, last week I said this week he should be good. I think he's he he'll, he should be 100%. He was a full participant today, Thursday. So I think he'll be good despite still being listed as questionable. I'm, I'm a heating pad here. I think uh, prime time, home, LA is desperate. Chargers are desperate after uh, to losing last week. They're on the outside of the playoffs, so I expect a big I expect a high-scoring, you know, offensive affair. I think uh, I'm I'm fine heating padding Mike Williams here. I I don't hate that take. I I forgot that I saw full full practice. Um so yeah, with that knowledge, he's definitely going to play, but is he going to be productive? You know, that's it's really on. It's a really tough call to say, especially because Joshua Palmer's been playing well and uh, and Keenan Allen's been playing well the last couple of weeks. So Mike Williams might not need to be getting eight targets this game for the Chargers to win, but only play him if you really, really need uh, a wide receiver production. Let's move on to T. Higgins. He has a little hammy issue, limited. I think, you know, he'll play. He Limited to me means he's going to play. He wasn't completely left out of practice. He's running on it if he's limited. Look for T. Higgins to play, you know, be, be productive because he's turned out to be a really nice compliment to Jamar Chase. I think he's kind of the same vein as Juju where – I don't think he could be the number one guy, but he could definitely be a, an excellent number two receiver. Anything on Higgins? 
I'm a heating pad here. I think Body Brown's defense, that's especially with the Bengals uh, trying to end this wild streak they got going of losing versus the Browns. I think it's up to five, getting embarrassed earlier this year. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Bengals finally turned that around. Big big numbers for Bengals offensive guys. Yeah, I'll I'll well we'll do Tony real quick. Kadarius Tony limited at practice, probably going to play for the Chiefs against the number one defense in the league, Denver Broncos. So they're going to need all hands on deck. I think you know Kadarius Tony's prone to get injured at at any play of the game, though now non contact or contact. So. If you do play Kadarius Tony, proceed with caution because you know he's he's uh, even if he tweaks his hamstring again, he's going to be limping and and then out for the rest of the game or you know a whole series, two series. So we'll see what happens with that. Everyone else on that offense is healthy, so probably might be might be tough for him to get a ton of targets against the Broncos. Probably going to run the ball if the, if I'm the Chiefs. Anything with that? No, I mostly agree. Might might be a decent uh, you know flex play and a, a DFS play, but uh, I can't find his price here. So mostly a cold pack, unless he's like real real cheap, then he'd be a good you know high reward kind of guy. Okay, leverage. I I think there's other. I would just go with uh, Juju to leverage off of Kelsey. And, and then maybe Pacheco. Pacheco is probably my favorite uh, player in that game this week. Let's move on to tight end, which back to the Browns and Bengals game. Hayden Hurst did not practice calf strain. Uh, he's sneaky good. He's sneaky good tight end, especially in uh, PPR leagues. He gets a lot of short catches, dump off catches. That's how they use him. So standard league. Stay the hell away from him. PPR, full point PPR. I definitely would be playing Hayden Hurst in in uh, DFS where it's half point. He's still a good look, and he's always on the cheaper end. So, don't know if he's gonna make it back for this game. Kind of not looking like he is. But if he does make it back, he's a DFS play, not a seasonal play. Unless full point PPR. And then on the other side of the ball, David Njoku is back to limited at practice. Probably going to play. I would definitely say heating pad for Njoku as Deshaun Watson favors the um, tight end. (laughs) And yeah, and we'll need to dump it off anyway because he stinks. So yeah, what do you got on that? Ice pack for both these guys being, you know, banged up a little bit Hurst definitely having a quietly having a pretty decent fantasy year but yeah with the with the calf injury I'm an ice pack all right well that does it for injury news let's get on to draw of the week world cup knockout stage in full effect France looking dominant Portugal's looking great without Ronaldo Brazil's a powerhouse, so it's probably going to come down to Brazil and Argentina if I had to take a guess right now. My draw of the week, as much as I think uh, Argentina's going to win the World Cup, I'm going to take them to draw the Netherlands and outperform there on the penalty kicks or a, a messy a messy stoppage or a extra time goal there. 
So draw of the week, Argentina, Netherlands. What do you got? That uh, first, I just want to say that Ronaldo thing is so overblown. They fell apart against Ghana after he was subbed out. They fell apart against South Korea after he was subbed out. To say that they're better off with him, based better off without him, based on a one-game sample size, is uh, you know, media are just taking anything and running with it. I'm, I'm assuming he was on the bench just as a. You know he's not he's not giving them the full ninety. He hasn't been playing nineties in a while, and you know I'm assuming they're going to have him rolling off the bench for the knockout rounds. You know because if he can't go ninety, he's obviously not going to give you a, a one twenty. And I think they want their uh, their guy in there for the end of the game and for PK situations. So we might not see him starting again though. But you know this is he's not he's not going away for this tournament. Portugal did look fantastic though. Um, but I got my draw of the week. I really like the uh, the France England game. I think this is going to be one of the games of the tournament thus far. Two high power teams, two teams looking real good right now. So, uh, why not have it be a you know a shootout? Get us to PKs, maybe maybe a two two something something like that. I expect it to be you know a, a a blow for blow fun game to watch. But I like that one to be a ninety minute draw. Yeah, that's definitely the obvious one when I was looking at these games. I think France is a better better roster. And uh well France, France at full strength, yes, but they're missing so many guys that it's that I give England actually the edge. But it's I can't believe the the that that was plus two thirty the draw and the Netherlands Argentina game is plus two twenty somehow. I, I can't I figured I figured Argentina would be more heavily favored, but so that was interesting to me. We'll see. Enjoy the World Cup here coming down to the final stretch. Uh, ugh, gonna be tough for me to catch these damn this this freaking 10 a.m. game. I don't care too much about Brazil and Croatia. I really do want to watch Netherlands Argentina. I'm gonna try to do telehealth at two o'clock tomorrow. Moving on, I think. Oh, we've got a big segment next. But... We got we got a big segment. We're gonna do a dual segment this week. First, we have our uh, LGBTQIA plus trade of the week. <laughs> you got the U.S. giving up a giving up a shooter for a big. You got Brittany Griner back. Just had to give up a lethal arms dealer. Um, so you know Brittany Griner, LGBTQIA plus freed prisoner of the week. It was it's kind of wild that we just uh. We just talked about her the past couple of weeks, and now it's uh, you know, we uh, we might be a little prophetic here in our uh, our actions on We're pushing the needle, no, yeah, for sure. But the LGBTQIA plus player of the week definitely got to go back to Carl Nassib. But I, I know I sound like a broken record going to my Penn State boy here, but another big week, huge comeback for the Bucks. We got another sack for Nassib, uh, pass defended. Playing, playing, you know, making big plays out there. Big, big prime time win for the Bucks. Come from behind, epic comeback. Got to give it to my my Penn State boy, the former All American, Carl Nassib, LGBTQIA plus player of the week. Love it. That brings us to the greasy gambling picks, and I went three and zero, oh, three and zero. Oh. Ten and two is a podcast. We cry if you if you. Locked in our picks last week. You are, you are a rich man. Yes, uh, little or deceptive. Or you, re- you just re- recouped your losses from the past few weeks. <laughs> Actually, Steve has been hot lately, though. 
a uh, bit bit a bit hot uh last well really if you go back to week last, nine last I've, four weeks you're you're 10 and two and then if you go yeah if you go back to that fifth week i'm uh 10 three and two so well obviously that that just adds one loss so yeah last the last month here been uh pretty hot pretty hot on the, the pod picks and uh the 10 and 2 a little deceptive though because danny and i had the same pick and then i faded well i didn't fade i made my pick first but i'm i was opposite of jimmy on one and sure enough uh I, I put my picks down in the spreadsheet, talked talked them over with Danny a little bit, and then uh, Jimmy sent his picks. And, of course, Jimmy went with the Minnesota Vikings plus one and a half as his lock of the week because that is the most chalk play on the board. The Detroit Lions are somehow a favorite against the – Minnesota Vikings. Why are the Detroit Lions favorited in this situation? No matter how many games in a row they've won recently, they're still the Detroit Lions. But the Minnesota defense is pretty banged up. They're missing some guys that they are not going to get back for this game. So that's a, that's a interesting play there. Uh, very very heavy sharp money on the Lions though at home. But the line has moved down closer to zero so lions were a two and a half point favorite a lot of sharp money coming in on the lions but the line has now moved down to lions minus one and a half so vegas actually kind of i don't know what they're doing here that's a weird game i don't know what to make of that we're gonna move on to jimmy's second pick that's the cleveland browns plus five and a half against the Joe Burrow Bengals. We talked about this earlier. One, there's just a ton of injuries on both sides of the ball, but the Bengals are definitely getting Joe Mixon back. I would say if the Browns have Njoku back, which it looks like they will, then I think the Browns at least have a puncher's chance to win. Without David Njoku, they're definitely way more one-dimensional You know, as just a run-first team, and the Bengals can definitely – stop that one-dimensional offense i know it's a divisional game five and a half points kind of a lot for a divisional game but uh, i don't know about that one and then uh definitely don't like this one the tennessee titans minus three and a half they're playing the jacksonville jaguars they just fired the gm the offensive line coach got the dui so now the whole the team is under investigation for their plane rides home they were a team that it was like, how are the Titans, how is Mike Vrabel winning all these games with this roster? And how are they just so competitive? And oh my God, and we're coming into December now. We're and and Tractor Cito in December. Uh well, I think I think they were a little they're a little overvalued. This is a Jaguars team that is probably gonna fuck themselves out of a top uh two pick. And I think Trevor Lawrence is playing a little better. I'll just go straight to my lock of the week is the Jacksonville Jaguars plus three and a half. The exact opposite of Jimmy here. Now, can I, I will say this is if Trevor Lawrence plays. I only want this as my lock if Trevor Lawrence plays. If he does not play, I am moving my second pick, the Carolina Panthers plus four. I will move that to my lock of the week. 
and then let me look for a a replacement game here if Trevor Lawrence does not play. But my my third and final pick is Baltimore and Pittsburgh over thirty six and a half points. We talked about the one and a half touchdown. Uh, per game average for the Steelers. Kenny Pickett is getting better each week, but definitely has a lot of imperfections. But you know, now it is a going to be a, a, a one o'clock game where first first half low scoring, second half high scoring. That's my prediction for this game. Danny, go ahead with your three picks while I look for a potential replacement pick. I mean, the the provisional pick. Yeah. He's a uh, Pickett has a. Uh... He's not turning the ball over, which has been huge, a huge difference. Hasn't turned it over in four weeks, I believe, So, uh, which is well below his average from his first few games. But I went back and forth here. I'm, I'm ready. Got three that I'm, that I'm rolling with. Um, that, I know that Vikings line is a trap line, so I'm not touching it. I don't know why Pittsburgh's favorite either, but I'm not touching that one. I... I got to go with this Army-Navy game. This is my lock of the week. I love Army, plus two and a half. I think Army is the better team. I think they've been the better team this year. And the win will get them bowl eligible. So this will be their sixth win. I like Army to win it outright. I know last time we, I don't remember what the number is off the top of my head, but it's uh, the under in these service academy games hits, hits at like a 90% clip. It's 32 and a half. I, I, it's it's so low. I mean, I've I've looked at it. Uh, and the past, forty-five degrees and sunny in Philly the, on Saturday. The past uh, the past ten Army Navy games, four of them actually would have been a over for that uh, thirty-two and a half number. So that's that's real low for an over under, even for this game. So I, I I was half tempted to almost take the over, and then I just backed out of it. So I don't know what to tell you. Last time I said I told everybody to take the under. And I, I didn't I didn't touch it on the pod because if I did I would have cursed it. So I'm gonna leave it I'm gonna leave it up for the fan interpretation. I'm not taking that one. I don't know what's gonna happen, but Army's gonna win the game outright. That's my lock of the week. Um I also like the Giants plus seven. I think that's a bit of a big spread at home. Giants came through for me last week with the big tie to cover. But I think uh Giants, you know, they're nine and three against the spread this year. Philly, they have uh Five of their wins have been one-score games, actually. So I, I like the Giants to keep this one close. Uh, and then Cincy, I touched on it earlier. I think Cincy's motivated. They were embarrassed earlier. Um, you know, Jamar Chase back. Looks like they're getting mixing back at home. I think they are, uh, you know, they're rolling. Just beat the Chiefs four games in a row. Four wins in a row for them. Um, and like I said, I think they are extra, extra motivated to finally finally get one on the Browns. So since he minus five and a half. Yeah. So we were both fading Jimmy here and my, um, my, my backup pick is going to be the uh, bills minus 10. Fuck it. The bills minus 10 is my backup pick. I don't think I'm going to need it. And I, I think the jets are gonna, that's a tough pick. It's it's a disgusting pick because it's like all oh, divisional game, what, a double digits in a divisional game. Give me the ten, and then and then it's like, well, no, um, Mike White. We we like I said, Mike White. He'll give you the one. He's gonna give you the first game, and then the second game here, real tough, real tough. Look, having like what 
16 red zone opportunities in the last five minutes of the game and could not come up with a touchdown. So if that's the case against a banged up Minnesota Vikings team, then I don't see how Mike White's going to put up uh, 20 points against the Bills. So the Bills, to me, would just need to get to 27 against a good Jets defense. And I think the Jets are going to try to limit possessions, but... I, I, I'm going to stick with the Bills there as my uh, provisionary pick, as you will. So I think that wraps up the show. It's remarkable how Baker, like, doesn't look terrible. Missed a wide open advantage. No, I was just he saying. Did, he did miss, yes, but, like, he's made some throws, too. This is his, this is his, first of all, he got there on Tuesday, and it's Thursday. The entire team's hurt. This is his seventh head coach in less than five seasons kind of remarkable not that he's good and he just threw it in four yards short of the check down yeah i mean after getting out of a sack that was mostly a throwaway i'm not saying he's gonna let i'm saying there's no way that he can be good in this situation look at look at his look at his weapons right now the ninth string running back freaking situation is a is not one that anyone could expect him to succeed. I'm saying he's missing wide open targets, which should be the easiest a, part of his job. Today. He led a scoring drive, put the, put them in position for another scoring drive, and Acres fumbled. And he missed yeah, he's another. Better, one he's better him. than he's better than John Wolford. Well, yeah, and he's definitely better than a John Wolford with a broken neck. Oh, and then also someone tried to. Use my PayPal account to buy five hundred dollars worth of crypto. That was oh, there you go. <laughs> and then I don't know if anyone's ever had the privilege of speaking with PayPal's customer service, but uh, a business in which it's pretty much a bank, right? They're they're dealing with your money, and you would like it to be as secure as possible. Person on the other line was, I assume, of Indian descent. But I could then also hear three other Indian people talking to people about their personal information in the background of this guy's microphone. So that's fantastic to hear. And then, um, you know, he's and this is the I call the number on the PayPal app. And so I'm like and and I'm in interacting in this conversation and I'm like, is this is this a scam? Like, did they did they also hack? me and then hack the paypal page i'm looking at to give me the fake note like um this is going through my head because it's just like so unprofessional and the guy was just like rude as fuck to me and like annoyed that i was calling him with an issue about their service you know doing his job and then he's like how much money's in your paypal account and i'm like seven bucks and then he's like, okay, how much money's in your bank account attached to your PayPal account? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not fucking telling you that. You fuck, what the fuck? But uh, in their defense, it's not fair because, you know, in the, the Indian scumbags have really gave their people a bad name with the scam call industry. So, you know, that's really the stereotype that's in my head and why I was so... Um, on guard about it but then also hearing other other people talking in the background and i can clearly hear what they're saying as well that's not a great look so paypal fuck you i'm gonna try not to use you um 
at any point in the future. You know how many you know how many Indians there are though? How how dense the population there is? They probably got PayPal's office is probably like you know, the size of your bedroom and they got like I get four, it. Fourteen customer service agents in it by <laughs> sitting back to back. I I <laughs> get ra- it. Just rattling off people's social security numbers. Yeah. Well that's the thing. He did I didn't have to give any information besides my name and my email address attached to the account and and then it's and then i get no confirmation email that this like he's just like okay i canceled that uh transaction and um and then i forwarded it i forwarded this to your bank as well to not accept any uh paypal transactions from you know this date and then i get no email confirmation that any of that actually happened so I mean, my I I checked my bank again today. Nothing did go through, but but fuck you, PayPal. The population um, density in India, get ready, is like one point over two billion. Over no, the density. I'm oh, saying oh. the population density is over like eleven fold of the U.S. Like so, ours is. We have 91 people per square mile. They have 1,109 people per square mile. Oof. They're stacked on top of each other, bro. Oh well, India only has India only has 18 million less people than China. China has 1.425 billion, and India has 1.407 billion. China. Dang, there's. <laughs> yeah, bro. I didn't realize. Man, India, India might take over China soon. Yeah, and the, COVID was definitely an accident from a, a someone eating a bat and not a, a Chinese government co- conspiracy to control the population. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, it's definitely the bat's fault. No, it was a, it was a pangolin. Didn't you watch South Park? No. All right, I think that's it. So stay safe. Don't get COVID. It's spreading around again. All the nursing homes are back to masks and goggles and shit. And uh, it is it is going around a bit. So stay safe out there. And the flu's in full swing too. So wash your hands. Keep your butthole clean. And above all, stay healthy, America. <laughs>